0: Welcome to the CannaCuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the CannaCuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and the head coach of CannaCuck Camps. It's Joe White. I love the way you say that, Shay. Thank you. You're welcome, Joe. We are here today, Joe Wyatt and myself. Joe is actually, not only is he our co-host, he's also our guest today, sitting in the guest chair. uh, Joe's got a, he's got a big one that God has put on his heart. Joe, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. Your (laughs) counseling degree has come from 50 years of experience, hard work, passion, and Holy Spirit leading. But the things that I have seen you do in a counseling setting are absolutely remarkable. And God has put a—he's kind of put together a little bit of a package to help us dive into uh, our hearts, and I am so excited for you to share your vision, the cry of the heart, with our listening audience. Tell us a little bit about where this came from. How did it come to be?
1: Yeah, i It's just been a, like a stack of cards, uh, about a mile high of, I guess— thousands or probably, I don't know, tens of thousands. I have no idea how many encounters that I've had with uh, mostly young people, but back in the Promise Keeper days with thousands and thousands of men uh, who would come down to the floor to give their hearts to Christ in front of that big cross that I would always build. And they would all want to talk. They would all want to tell me their stories. And I would just wait out there, you know, amongst the men in those events and 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 they would just pour out their hearts to me of of all their problems and addictions and fears and worries and and then we did a series of two hundred and some odd college events and the same thing would happen hundreds of students would come down to the cross and they would pour out their hearts and pour out their stories and and then at the camps uh, and through my you know youth ministry with young life over the years. Uh, just kids by the thousands, and I guess there's something about me that that people want to talk. I guess it's just that I love to listen, probably more than anything else. And I think God gave me a soft shoulder uh, that you know individuals can feel the uh, like a pillow, just a place to rest their emotions and to pour out. And as I've listened to Teenagers and college students and young adults and adults over the decades, I've heard this heart cry over and over again. And I've learned, Shay, uh, through just oceans of tears that have been cried in front of me and on my shoulder. There's always a deeper path to solution than dealing with the problem. I've heard of every kind of addiction that you can imagine, uh, addiction to guilt, addiction to hatred, addiction to suicide, addiction to pills, addiction to drugs, you name it. But but as I've listened deeply and it just, I guess I'm, the only skill I have, Shay, is I, I, I know how to ask good questions and I just know how to let people talk. And I've... I've found that there's a solution. Every time I get a chance to encounter someone, I I, I don't know, it's just wild. I get to see this person come to solution, come to their own conclusion. If I just listen long enough, I watch them come to their own solution through the inner working of the Holy Spirit and I'll watch these individuals walk away with a plan to walk out of their addiction, to walk out of their bitterness, to walk out of their hurt. And it's just been incredible, Shay. It's like I've been, you know, in this, in this kind of laboratory, you know, without a white, you know, scientist coat on. But i watch these great, uh, you know, formulas walk out. And I walk, they walk out with, with hope in their heart and with, you know, kind of a, a gleam in their eyes and smiles on their faces. I know I can walk again. I know I can get out of this. I know I can do this. And then if there's any parents listening, I learned as a parent, and I'm kind of a parent of parents also in my you know, life, I've learned that we can build in our children and for those of you who are listening who are young adults, how you can build in your friends, heart guards, if you will, are solutions to the problems, even before they arise in your children
0: and the young people that you are associated with. So today is the first of our new series, The Cry of the Heart. And today what we're going to do is Joe's going to help give us an overview of of what this, you know, he's basically going to define 10 sacred compartments of your heart that that need to be whole in order for you to be emotionally stable and strong in your walk with the Lord and with others. And I'd like to point out that we've got some resources that are located down in our show notes. You can press on those links and you can see some of these documents that will help you visualize what Joe is talking about. Joe, would you start, go ahead and unpack how you've put together the cry of the heart.
1: Yeah, so Shay, giving credit to my dear late friend, Dr. Gary Smalley, who I was privileged and blessed to be able to to sit with and walk with and talk with and do conferences with over about 18 or 20 years. He has a wonderful book about needs and, and similar topics of the heart, Dr. Caroline Leaf, a great psychologist, uh, I call her a mind doctor. I've learned so much from Dr. Lee, from Dr. Bill Gillum, uh, from Dr. Larry Crabb, and then also from a dear friend, uh, J. David Stone. Times with these folks and studying uh, with these folks and just reading things these folks wrote over the years. And then, as we said earlier, from 50 years of just encounters with individuals. If you could picture your heart or the heart of your child that you're raising or the heart of your friend that you're doing life with. Uh, And if you have a a, a desire to help, and it may even be your mom or your dad or just anybody in your life that you have a desire to help them get through when they're stuck, when they're hurting, when they're uh, feeling depressed. You know, if you can picture or even if you're stuck yourself today, or feeling sad today, or asking yourself, "Why do I react the way I do? Why am I always so mad? Why do I always want to get on, you know, and just and just live on Facebook? And you know, why do I find myself living so shallow in my relationships?" Picture your heart with like a pie with ten slices in the pie, and every slice, as Shay said, is a sacred compartment that we know at the end of the day, fellow believers, can only be filled by the Spirit of Christ. But, but if you find those compartments a little bit empty, like, first of all, you have the compartment of acceptance. Everybody wants to know that I'm wanted. Every child has a has a little compartment called intimacy. We all need to know I'm loved. There's a slice in the little pie called purpose. Everybody wants to know my life matters. There's a little slice in your heart called affirmation. We want to know that we're affirmed. Every child wants to know that I'm appreciated. And if I don't feel appreciated, I'm like overly competitive. I'm always looking for the next win. I've got this false pride. I want people to see me and know me. And it becomes awkward in relationships. And then I want to be honored. If I don't feel highly valued, I get sarcastic. I tend to gossip. I tend to slander. I tend to use others for my gain because I don't feel highly valued. If I don't feel understood, I don't listen well. I talk all the time. I tend to talk on the surface. That's why text chattering is so like central to the life of a person who doesn't feel understood. I want to feel emotionally validated. If I don't feel emotionally validated, I have a fear of letting down walls. I, I don't trust others in relationships. Does anybody know what I'm talking about out there? If I don't feel protected, I'm anxious. I'm fearful. I'm withdrawn. If I don't feel grace, if I don't feel forgiven, I tend to get bitter. If you're carrying a bitterness toward your dad, or toward your friend, or your ex-boyfriend. I'm I'm hot-tempered, I'm argumentative, I'm shameful, I'm filled with guilt, I get angry with God. And then finally, and this one is, if everyone can understand the need for discipline, and if I've grown up without real loving discipline in my life, I'm entitled. I expect God to do for me. People are—I hear people all the time. I'm, I'm mad at God, like really. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like we're out in this world expecting God to do for us all the time. It comes from a lack of understanding of discipline. I don't have, have discipline in life. I tend to be self-focused. I tend to be aimless. I tend to be self-absorbed. And, and so Shay, obviously, it's a long list, and that's why we're going to take a whole. Podcasts on every single one of these heart compartments because there's probably not one person I've ever met who has grown up with all of these sacred compartments filled, and we all have needs in our life.
0: Hey, listeners, Shay Robbins here. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd like to personally ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. With your help, we can continue to reach more listeners. We're excited to hear from you. Please send questions to our team for a special audience Q&A recording in the future. Additionally, we're also interested to hear your suggestions for guests and topics. Send your questions and suggestions to podcast at canicuck.com. And now back to the show. Joe, the cry of the heart, it's really a quest for emotional stability. And what we're excited to do is, number one, to lay these things out for the sake of personal healing in our own lives, but then to equip us to minister to others. And, and I've heard you use the phrase the heart vacuum in regard to you know, what we do with an unfulfilled heart. Talk to us about the heart vacuum.
1: So we have a little robovac in our house and it's really cool because we have a chocolate Labrador named Coda. Everybody at camp knows Coda. And the beautiful thing about Labradors who live inside, they shed. And so our floor is always covered with brown dog hair. So the Robovac wakes up about eight o'clock every morning and it cruises around the house and it picks up lots of brown dog hair. And so I mean, this is so funny, but that's the way my heart acts and that's the way your heart acts because if my heart is not filled in all these wonderful sacred places, that that we all know God puts those sacred places in our heart so that we can fall in love well. (laughs) They're really neat places. My need for affection and emotion and purpose is filled with Jesus. And that's what brings a relationship with Christ so incredibly intimately fantastically beautiful. Because he meets those. And it welds my heart to his heart. That's what can make marriage so fantastic. As our is our as our little heart cries meet one another in marriage. That's why the two become one flesh. It's awesome. My heart's a Robovac. And it picks up toxic alternatives, the nearest dust that's on the floor of life. And we all know in our world today, in the 21st century, our world is full
0: of toxic dust. Joe, that's a brilliant word picture. And I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes 3.11. It's one of the most fascinating passages. But Solomon writes that God set eternity in the heart of man. And I've often thought of that. You know, if eternity is in the heart of man, eternity is bottomless. There is no end to it. And, and if our heart has a, is a bottomless pit, it has to be filled. And so I've spent so much of my life, like the RoboVac, picking up everything that felt good, looked good, tasted good. And I was trying to fill this void in my life. And, and nothing would satisfy that void or that heart vacuum. And, and I believe that that, that eternity that has been placed in our heart. It's a cross-shaped void, and it's filled only by the person of Christ. But You just have a gift for asking the right question that opens up uh, kids and, and adults to share these things and these areas of their life that have just been hardened. It's like these 10 sacred compartments are just hardened by these wounds how do you deal with the the trauma factor uh, as you're caring for your own heart and caring for the heart of others you know I know growing up you know with my children um you know I wasn't a great
1: dad but I you know I tried but but I was way too busy and way too full of stress from you know trying to build the camps and trying to meet everybody else's needs and uh, you know, my kids could sit here and give a sermon about how these compartments in their hearts weren't met. But but when somebody is, is you know, their, their parent doesn't have the savvy or doesn't have the time or they're too busy or they're arguing with each other or one parent's splitting and one parent's going another way and the kid's caught in the middle like about, what, 40, 50 percent of our children today. The heart's bruised and the trauma immediately builds a robovac and probably everyone listening whatever your age is can go yeah i get that mahar has got voids in there and i'm out there with robovacking, you know on social media trying to get you know somehow stir up acceptance and love and protection and all this stuff off my iphone or maybe you've been involved in toxic relationships also or been involved in toxic substances also well, take comfort, listeners, take comfort. As we podcast together, God is going to begin to leak into those places in your heart, those sacred places that have been hurt or that have been unmet. Kind of like picture a dip of, of chocolate haagen ice cream on a hot August day, melting, and those of us who love Hagendas can experience the melting of the sugar <laughs> into our mouth. Well, picture the melting of the Spirit of God into those places in your heart. That's going to happen no matter what your hurt has been or what absence your parents weren't able to provide. God's spirit as we podcast together is going to begin to melt into those places in your heart. It's happened to Shay, it's happened to me, and countless others that I've
0: talked to over the years. Joe, give a final word as we and kind of just wrap up this, you know, obviously this is an overview. We've got a lot of digging to do, but I'm sure there's folks that are sitting out there that feel anxious, depressed, hurt, or empty. Where do they find their hope today? Well, Shay, as you said a
1: minute ago, um, you know Blaise Pascal, the great French uh, philosopher and mathematician of the 17th century, said that uh, that God has built in everyone's heart a vacuum that cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by the Creator Himself through the love of His Son. Jesus Christ. Augustine said, my heart is restless till it rests in you. I was encountered by a uh, 15-year-old girl a few summers ago. I was talking to a group of about 30 kids about how to counsel your friends. Dr. J. David Stone taught me five decades ago about how to counsel your friends. He calls it friend to friend. And it's just very simple, just learning how to ask simple questions. And so this girl stepped up and in the middle of 30 other high school kids. I said, what do you want? And she said, I want to forgive the man who raped me this year. And as my heart has fallen on the floor thousands of times before in empathy and sharing hurt, and we would just begin to unpack just Simple questions. What do you want? How do you feel? And she would talk about her feelings, and I would just linger there. Tell me about that. What's that like for you? Describe that sadness to me. And and, it, and as we just kind of let her feelings flow way down deep inside, which scripture is crystal clear to all who've been bruised and hurt and beat down emotionally and raped and that that in God's eyes, there's 100%, 100% purity because God made Jesus who knew no sin become rape, become porn, become emotional beat down so that we could become the righteousness of Christ And as this girl began to embrace and let the Holy Spirit flow into that hurt, broken part of her heart, the Holy Spirit filled that place. And as she experienced her own forgiveness, because actually she had done nothing wrong anyways. She was a pure victim, although she was trying to blame herself. But she experienced complete, total purity of her heart. And she experienced that she had a brand new body because Isaiah 53 and 1 Peter 2 says, by his stripes, we're healed. And, and she, that girl began to be clothed in front of my eyes with the bridal dress of Jesus. Instead of her, you know, blue jeans and her camp shirt she was wearing, she began to be clothed with the, the bridal gown of Jesus, the bridal veil of complete, total, 100%, which she already was anyway, purity. And she walked out of that session the bride of Christ. And I've seen her since. A couple of times, she still walks in the bridal gown of Jesus, walking in purity, walking in wholeness, walking in righteousness. And that's what the heart cry when it's filled with Christ for, for all of us, for everybody who's listening, no matter what heart cry you've had in your life, no matter what you've done robovacking those substitutes around you, Shay can speak from experience, I can speak from experience, Christ
0: can fill completely. I think we're about to go on a great adventure together. Excited to unpack each one of these sacred compartments and allow God to do his healing work. And I want to close this way just with some simple truths. I want to speak over you. Number one, God loves you. Like he really genuinely loves you. He delights in your uniqueness and your quirks and your story, your personality. He loves you. And for all these little broken places in your life, you're not alone. You do not walk alone. We're all broken in different ways. And God, our Creator, wants to fix us up and to heal those broken places. And uh, that's what the Cry of the Heart series is all about. It is a quest for emotional stability. It is a quest for spiritual healing. It is a quest for equipping the saints to be ministers of reconciliation. So we thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to faith and family. And with that, I'd love to pray for you. Father, we just lift up our audience and we just rejoice in your goodness and your kindness and the redemption story that you've written into each one of our lives. And I just pray, Lord, that your spirit would continue to work on the hearts of our listeners with healing and encouragement, God. Pray that we might be a blessing to someone else today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit kanakukpodcast.com. And for more information about Kanakuk, you can visit kanakuk.com.